he's the baby's here. <laughs> like me telling that, and then they checked, and they were like, oh, yeah, the doctor's not here yet. Would you like to push, or would you like to wait for the doctor? <laughs> push? I was like, no, I don't want to wait for the doctor. I'm like, I didn't care who was around. I, it didn't make any difference to me. I, my eyes were closed. Welcome to the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Åsa Holstein. I've set out on a mission to let positive and empowering birth stories come to life. In this episode, I will talk to Julie. She's a mother of two, and she will share her speedy second birth with us. This is a podcast with women for women. Hi, Julie, and welcome to the Positive Birth Story podcast. Hello. It's good to have you here. I'm happy to be here. We're in my hotel room in New York. Gorgeous view. (laughs) And lots of noises around us. Uh, Hopefully not too much noise will pass through into this podcast episode, but if it do, uh, please bear with us. You are the mother of uh, two boys. Yes, I am. And also a prenatal yoga teacher. Yes. And you're here today to share especially the story of your second birth with us. That's the one that's freshest in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. Yes. (laughs) What was your experience from giving birth the first time? So the birth of my first son was fairly quick, which I didn't realize at the time um, until afterwards. Everybody was like, what a wonderful birth you had. Um, And... I had a doula for that experience, and I really appreciated having a doula. Um, She helped with a lot of the the back pain and helped put me in different positions, helped get me out of the bed and moving. Um, My husband was there as well, and he was fantastic. Um, But I do remember there being, you know, a point where I was going to shift from wanting a natural birth to... um, having some sort of intervention um, and kind of powered through that and ended up with a very healthy baby. And it was a, it was a good experience, um, good enough that I was willing to do it again. <laughs> so, yeah. So how would you describe yourself as a person? Gosh, um, sentimental, something that comes to mind. Um you know, a lot of people describe me as somebody who, I, I, growing up and even in adulthood, I get the the phrase, you know, don't overthink, you're overthinking it, or don't worry about it, or, um, you know, but I think that's just, I've come to accept that that's how I operate. Like, I like to think of all different possible scenarios. You know, I work with, with children. I've been a school teacher for years, and now I'm working with um prenatal moms and actually baby and me yoga. Um, So I have learned a lot of different ways to manage my anxiety over the years, um, especially like into adulthood and motherhood. So I think that all kind of plays into my approach to pregnancy and birth and, and motherhood. And how did your personality reflect on how you prepared for birth? Well, I had the privilege to be able to take a prenatal and postpartum yoga teacher training during the preg- my first pregnancy. I guess you could say I did a deep dive into learning about it um, and really appreciated having a community of women um, who were learning alongside with me, but I also had the unique experience of being pregnant during that time. And then independently, you know, 
read some books like Ina Mae Gaskins. I also read um, The Kind Mama by Alicia Silverstone, which um, was about eating, um, which coincidentally during my first pregnancy, I was learning a lot. Um, I didn't necessarily apply everything that I learned. Uh, Alicia Silverstone is very inspiring in her um vegan, very clean diet. I didn't quite attain that, but at least th- those those ideas were in my head. And then packing the bag for both labors, actually, w- more so for the second. But um, I had essential oils packed. That was something I had gotten into um, during pregnancy. Um, I had a playlist. I had um, a bathing suit, which, you know, not, not so necessary. A bathing suit? <laughs> For, um, there was a birthing tub in the room. And so I thought, well, just in case, you know, I want to be comfortable. I'm, you know, I don't want to have everything hanging out. So, um, yeah, I brought that both times. Didn't use them. Didn't even use the tub. And different clothes. I had socks with grip on it so that I wouldn't slip as I was walking around. I just, I, I probably more and more will come to me, but I just definitely wanted to have everything packed. And um, honey sticks I had for my second labor in case I needed a little sugar to keep me awake, um, which I had to Google and find this special, um, you know, small package of honey instead of bringing <laughs> a, a huge thing. So, so you I had, had quite a few well. snacks. Yeah, yeah. 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 And when you already have one child, there is also the preparation for bringing a new child Absolutely. into the family. Yeah. And how did you approach yeah. that? Well, and that was definitely a huge source of anxiety for me um, because obviously, as with any birth, you don't know when it's going to happen. Um, and we don't have family nearby. My husband and my both of our families are about five and a half, six hours away. So for them to get there in time would, wouldn't be possible. Uh, my brother is about an hour and a half away in Brooklyn, and he did end up coming up. Um, but we had a neighbor who is a nurse, and she also had a child the same age as my son, my older son. And so I really had developed a relationship with her over the last couple of years, and I was tracking her schedule because she's a nurse. She didn't have consistent hours, like certain days she worked, certain days she didn't. Sometimes it was nights, um, sometimes days. So in the weeks leading up to it, I kept checking in with her schedule. Um, And we had a plan if it happened at night for her to come over, if it happened during while my son was in daycare, during while if I was in work, um, you know, if somebody could drive me and leave my car and then pick my car up. There was several different scenarios at play that I had to make sure I was prepared for. (laughs) So it made me feel better once I had a plan in place for each of those scenarios. But I still had to relinquish control because you just don't know when when it's going to happen. You don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like intense therapy and being mindful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was meditating. I was listening to um, hypnobirthing um, videos. Um, again, using my essential oils. Even on those drives, I just kind of grab the lavender or mm. whatever it is, and um, and just take a deep breath. Um, and it did help. It did, you know. So, so bring us back to the day when birth started. So. Um, It was a Friday. I had had the opportunity at this point to have stopped working because my, as a teacher, my school year ended. Um, So we were expecting 
him to arrive earlier. We did everything. Things seemed to point to an early arrival. And it was my husband's last day of work. He also being a teacher, for so his last day for the school year. He got out early, and we um, made a point to go out to lunch before our 1 o'clock doctor's appointment. In route to going to lunch, we got a phone call from our doula, who um, we had a relationship with because she had delivered my first, or she had been with me during the delivery of my first um, child. And she was... I could tell she was emotional on the other end of the phone and um, just kind of wanted to check in. I think she knew we were going to a doctor's appointment that day. Um, And she worked with another doula. They partnered, and the other doula was out of town on a planned family vacation, and she had an emergency, a family emergency, where she had to attend to. She was going to be away. So she had arranged for a new doula um, for us that she highly recommended, and we thought, um, you know, we would we would speak to her by phone or by Skype to introduce ourselves to her. And what happened to you when you got this information? Because you seem like a person that wants to have like yeah um, things I mean, in order. That's a great question. I I I think I just at that point. I don't know. I don't know if I thought like, oh, well, then, of course, I'm going to go into labor tonight because of this unique scenario. Um, I don't know. I think I was just kind of let's power through. Let's go to the like just stick to the facts. Like, let's go to the doctor. She has a backup. So I think I was actually okay, Um, And I was definitely more okay after I had spoken with her. Mm. So we did go to the doctor's appointment. I believe I was four centimeters when I went to the doctor that day. And they were, um, they didn't, they asked if I wanted to do a membrane sweep. And I said, um, I didn't want to. Um, I really, for a variety of reasons, I didn't feel ready. And I don't think, again, my, back to my personality, I don't think there would have been anything that would have made me feel ready. Mm. There was too many things about becoming a mother of two, just about the idea of of laboring. You know, I had this feeling that it wasn't going to be pleasant or at least it was going to be difficult. Um, even the name for my for my child, I didn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure about what we were going to name him. Um, and like just, you know, a, several other factors of of um, it's going to be a ch- new challenge. and I just didn't know what it was going to take in order to be ready. So we went home. And so the appointment was at 1. We probably got home around 3 o'clock, um, maybe even after, to be honest. And we I we set up a Skype call with the new doula. Her name was Juliet. And she spoke to us around 4.30 that afternoon. Um, she was very comforting. Even though it wasn't an in-person conversation, it was nice to speak with her. I had been, as I mentioned, dabbling around and learning about hypnobirthing only in the final weeks of my pregnancy, and she had a lot of experience with that. Once we got home, it was such a nice night. You know, it was the very beginning of summer, and uh, so we walked over to the park where my son had a chance to play a little bit, and we, when we walked home, I, I can't remember feeling much different in my body. I really... You know, I had been having Braxton Hicks contractions probably for weeks. So once we got home, I went upstairs to draw a bath for my older son. And 
right as I bent over to turn the water on, my water broke. So you are water broke at the same time as you turned on the water. Yeah, to it was the just bath. as I turned up, bent down, and um, I was like, "Oh, that was an interesting feeling." I think that's something. Um, yeah, so it felt it was distinct. So this was about between seven and seven thirty. I'm not real sure. Um, and we started texting the doula around that time. We did end up speaking to her on the phone, and at one point, and she said you know, just try and get some sleep if you can, take a bath, um, just kind of suggested these relaxing things. Um, so I don't remember feeling any type of strong contraction until, or anything that was, you know, yeah, a contraction until almost an hour later. Um, and so my husband was asking, well, you know, what do you want to do? Where, like, kind of just checking in with how I was feeling and what I wanted to do and, um, you know, following my lead in that. And we did contact our neighbor who was able to come over and kind of start reading books with my older son. So that was kind of a nice thing. While she was there, we were able to kind of make our phone calls and put the bags in the car because um, we knew, you know, it was, it was time. Um, I did take a shower. Um, but I think even b- actually before I showered, I wanted to keep my son's bedtime routine as consistent as possible. And so um, at the time, in because the two boys would be sharing a room in pre- to prepare for that, we had taken <laughs> the crib mattress out of the bed for my now th- for my two year old at the time. And he was sleeping on a crib mattress on the floor. And that's where we had been reading books and, you know, putting him to bed. So, um, and in the days prior, he was always like, I want to feel your belly. I want to feel the baby. And he put his little ear on my belly. Mm-hmm. And um, so he would, and he could feel the kicking a little bit. So, um, so it was a nice thing to be able to sit down and read books with him and sing songs and, and kind of knowing in my own mind that, you know, this is it. This is the this is this is the last of this version mm. of this. Of um, you and him being yeah, just you and him. Yeah. So once I put him down to sleep, I w- did have a chance to shower, which was you know soothing. I I was looking forward to that. That water. I'm. I kind of water is soothing to me. It may be part of my horoscope sign. <laughs> I'm a water person. Um, so I was looking forward to having the opportunity to either use the birthing tub or shower at the hospital or at least shower at home, um, which was great. I At that time, the contractions still weren't too strong. Um, you know, got my comfy clothes on and then went to lay down in the bed. I don't think I laid down probably for more than five minutes at this point. Um, And I think around 8.30 or so, the contractions were pretty much every six minutes Mm. um, for maybe 45 seconds or so. And I kind of knew that that was too close (laughs) together. Plus, laying down in the bed wasn't comfortable. So at that point, we... um, talked to our doula again and she said you know whatever you're comfortable doing do you feel like you want to contact the doctor so my husband did um they suggested we come in um we're about a 10-15 minute drive from the hospital so um it wasn't too bad but because I had had a fairly fairly quick labor the first time around um they thought it would 
be best. I, I, I knew, I kind of knew, like I wasn't ready to push like, oh, I want to stay home. I just wanted to get there. I also didn't want to be having lots of contractions while I was in the car, mm. <laughs> which ended up happening. So, um, so my memory is that I, we had the car ready to go. I came downstairs to the kitchen, had a memorable contraction where I was feeling it in my back. Um, and it was, you know, intense enough that, you know, I needed to kind of stand still. I think I had a contraction on our front porch and I think like two more in the driveway. I was kind of trying to get in the car right after the last contraction to kind of buy me some time before, before having the next one. Um, so we drove. My husband remembers that I squeezed his hand very hard through some of those contractions in the car. And we arrived at the hospital about 10 minutes after 10. Had a contraction in the parking lot. I may have even discouraged my husband at that point from bringing the bags in because I was just like, let's just go in. I think he might have grabbed one of the bags. I, I may have had more than one. And Because you had a feeling that you were in a hurry? Yeah, I think I just didn't. I was so focused on... I'm having a contraction. Nothing else matters mm, right so now. So the bags weren't that important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I do think I I had one. I had packed the bag separately as one that was like for a labor bag, and one was that for like staying the two days or so after with the baby clothes and you know a, another robe and that sort of thing. Um, so we arrived in the emergency room, and. Um, felt like a little while, but I'm sure it wasn't too long before they had me in a wheelchair. Um, and I had a contraction in the waiting area and went into the elevator, had a contraction in the elevator. And I think I remember, you know, having to stand up in order. I wanted, I didn't want to be sitting in the wheelchair to, to do that. Um, so I, I either was in the elevator or between the elevator and the, the, open door of the elevator, like going into the the floor that we needed to get to. Um, and I was like, no, you'll wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then once we arrived to the, the birthing room, um, they asked if I needed to use the bathroom and I just figured, sure, why not? Went into the bathroom and had a contraction there and apparently I accidentally pulled the call switch or the emergency switch as the nurse opened the door and asked is everything okay in here and I hadn't realized but I guess I had mm. alarm set off some sort of alarm um and then I went into the birthing room I was able to have a contraction standing leaning against the counter there and then um they asked me to lay down in the bed so Laying down in the bed, they had to hook up a heart monitor to to view the baby and, and make sure everything was okay. I'm trying to recollect what happened, but I think there had some difficulty um, getting an accurate read of the baby's heart. And I believe it was due to just the fact that I was it, having contractions and moving, so it was hard to um, so frequently mm. um, that it was hard to get, get a read. But this is like in a pretty quick amount of time. Um, the other thing I remember, which is kind of random, is um, my eyes were mostly closed, but I was looking down at the shoes of the nurse who was doing the intake information, and she had very colorful 
clog-like shoes. And I, I meant to compliment her on them because it was something that, you know, it was neat because you're in a hospital room where there's, you know, lights overhead and machines all around you. And, and actually, I recollect having this, like, pretty image to look at. My doula arrived about the same time that we did, which was pretty good. So she asked my husband to go get ice um, and for a washcloth to put on my head. And she managed to also remind me about the um, happy place and also put lavender oil um, on a washcloth and put it under my pillow. So I definitely recall the lavender scent being helpful and and being able to tune into that. The contractions you mentioned, they sound very powerful because you recall all the places where you got them. How did you cope with them? Um, I mean, I guess I was just really quiet, um, which uh, for the most part, Although there was one where I was laying on the table, which I'm not sure which exact curse word I, I used, but I did use something um, for one of the, the final, which ended up being one of the final contractions. Um, and just just breathing, um, swaying. I remember, you know, standing up. I remember having my, my forearms kind of on a countertop when I could. So bent over a little bit, supporting my head, like maybe like pressing into my forehead a little bit. Um eyes closed or like just barely open enough to focus on the countertop for mm, somebody's mm. shoes um and and then yeah just just taking a breath I imagine I don't know what else I could have done at that point really That's all <laughs> just you can to, do. yeah yeah <laughs> um so as far as timeline goes when we were on when I was laying down on the bed there was about three contractions in total one of which I I think it was like the second to last where I gave some sort of large yell or the first one was a large yell scream of some kind. The second was a curse. And the third one was he, the baby's here. <laughs> <laughs> like me telling that. And, and then they checked and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Are you ready to push? <laughs> and I, I said, yeah, I guess so. And they gave me the option. They said, well, the doctor's not here yet. Would you like to push or would you like to wait for the doctor? <laughs> and I they was did? Like, push? Or I was like, no, I don't want to p- wait for the doctor. And they said, there's a midwife here. I'm like, I didn't, at that point, I didn't care who was around. I, it didn't, didn't make any difference to me. I, my eyes were closed. One of the things I do remember my husband hopping out with that was part of our birth plan on um, which I don't remember if I initiated that or somebody else remembered, was dimming the lights. Mm. So, yeah, they told me the doctor was on her way. And then I pushed once, pushed a second time with the contraction. And uh, they told me the baby's head is out. One more push and to get the head and or to get the shoulders out the rest of the way. So that was that third push. And by that time, the doctor had arrived, unbeknownst to me at the time. Um, And although I do think, I do think I have a memory of them saying, would you like to reach down and touch? If you reach down, you can feel the head. And I was, I just wasn't interested, just had no, no, couldn't, couldn't be bothered (laughs) with that, (laughs) um, with that action. And, um, you know, the baby 
came, they put him right on my belly. Um, I think I asked, is he okay? Because I think in my mind, I had recalled there was some sort of issue with the heart monitoring. So what I didn't have clarity on whether or not, you know, everything was okay with that. And I think he was slightly hesitant to, or there was a slight, he was hesitant, sounds funny, as a newborn baby. There was a slight delay in his crying. I didn't hear something right away, but then he did. Um, Like they didn't have to take him away from me to examine him or anything like that. He just rested on my belly. And I remember it being like a warm, wet sensation and kind of in shock that it happened as quickly as it did, really, because I, you know, couldn't help but and expect it to be similar to an experience that I had had prior, which was a little bit longer. I do remember my body just kind of being, I guess, in shock a little bit. Lots of shivers, lots of shakes afterwards. And then eventually, uh, relatively quickly, I believe, um, I was able to um, get him to latch. Um, He seemed to take to that pretty quickly, um, which I was glad about um, because that was part of my intention that I, I wanted. I got to just kind of hang out with him for a while. They put a blanket over the top of both of us, I think. he was I think he was on me for a good while. And then um, and then I was able to pass him over to my husband and have a memory of my husband having a zipper sweatshirt and putting the baby right inside and zipping the baby up. So he had a little kangaroo and I had a little ch- a chance to get a little perspective and see see the baby from far away as well. What did the support you had from your partner and your doula mean to you? It was important that I knew it was in place. Um, I wanted to be able to, um, because I had packed my bag full of things, I felt like I had done my preparation, but I knew that in the midst of birth, I might not be able to tune into that. Um, So it was important that they knew what I wanted and and how I wanted it. In my experience, I was very much tuned into my own body. There was a lot of eyes closed and kind of focusing inward. Um, But trusting that, you know, the doula had our plan in mind, that she was able to send my husband to go and get ice, to provide me with lavender, to provide me with the reminder to go to my happy place. It was interesting because I felt this power to be able to do something on my own and 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 it I did feel very much just like me going through this process but I felt I was taken care of by having the two of them there. Did you have any thoughts about being connected to other women during the process of giving birth? Not during birth, but it definitely um, was on my mind in the days and weeks prior that, you know, this has got to be the most natural thing in the world. We've been around for, you know, ever, you know, going back as far as time goes um, of humans that um, people do this. They do it, you know, in the woods. They do it all over the world. Um, You know, my mother did it. Her mother did it. Part of my research and preparation is that... Um, you know, 
it's not just me doing this. It's not like something that's unique that I have to experience that nobody else has experienced before. Um, so yeah, there was just definitely a sense of, of community in that, in that way. And has the way you think about yourself and your abilities, both mentally and physically, changed after going through the process of giving birth? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think I had the opportunity to give birth for the most part in the way that I desired. And so as much as I know that that's not always the case, I do feel some strength in the like mind over matter um, and that I was able to accomplish what I set out to do. Years prior, I ran a marathon And for a while, that was a source of strength for me. I could always look back and say, oh, I did this. If I did that, I can do, um, you know, the next thing. Um, and so in some ways, I knew that, you know, I didn't run the marathon super fast. It probably was like five or six hours. So I was like, okay, I did that for five or six hours. So I can labor for five, and six, five or six hours. So I was able to draw upon that. And so now I think that the childbirth can be um, – A, a source of inspiration for me when I when I do come upon another challenge. What would you say was the best part of giving birth for you? It's a hard one. I think I have to say um, just the speed at which it happened. I mean, I think, of course, everybody's experience is different, but I don't think Benny would argue that having a quick delivery is would be something that they wouldn't desire. You know, I think most people would desire um, to move through that process fairly quickly um, as long as it's, you know, in, in a safe zone, which mine, mine I felt, felt safe. And, um, yeah, just, just how quickly it happened. Um, and having that support, having the support of my husband standing there and, um, and the doula as well. Uh, there, was, there was definitely a sense of surrounding – Um, as I remember it, you know, the doula was on one side, my husband was on the other side. Um, so, you know, the doula was behind me whispering to go to my happy place or speaking it or and supporting me. And, and my husband was kind of in, in front of me, or at least where my head was facing on the other side, holding my hand. So, um, yeah, I do. I feel like, and, and also I think too, my in saying The baby's here. Like, I'm I'm here with this medical staff who's supposed to, this is their job. And they they know this, they see this every day. And here I am being like, no, no, the baby's here. <laughs> You're like, the one like, in charge. Yeah, like, yeah. let's get this yeah. show on the road here. <laughs> I guess I could have been wrong, right, That in, in saying that. I But I felt something, you know, and it was accurate. And they, you know, they came, they confirmed, yep, okay, you're ready to push. So if there was one advice or wisdom you'd like to pass forward to mm. women preparing for a birth, maybe the first birth or the second birth, or what would that be? Um, I would say, like, oh, I have so many things. Um, like, don't be afraid to explore. Um, I know there were certain things that I didn't want to see. Like, I, ne I wasn't necessarily interested in. Like, there, I mean, there's all kinds of information out there, right? Um But I would say don't be afraid to explore and to ask other people about their experiences. Um, and I, I, I recommend a doula or somebody that can be in that capacity to prepare, like to, to kind of think it through, but also know that 
you know, there, it, it may not go according to plan, right? Um, but I, I felt good having a plan, having communicated what I wanted, um, and having done my research to know that that's the way I wanted it to go. Um, because I think there are some people that just want to go in blindly and are just, give me the drugs, get get this baby out as fast as possible. And, and you know, to each his own. Um, but I, I needed to have my information and I needed to feel as prepared as I could. <laughs> you know, I, wow, I just think it's pretty amazing. I, and it's just indescribable to somebody that, you know, hasn't experienced that experience before. Um, it's funny, my, my son is into superheroes, my older son, and, and he likes to call me Wonder Woman. And I really um, take pride in when he calls me that. I'm like, yeah, that's right, I'm Wonder Woman. I've dressed up as Wonder Woman for Halloween before and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I, I do I do feel that, that there is just a powerful um, source in, in all women. And um, when we become mothers, I think that superpower continues on. I think it's not just in childbirth, although that's like the conception, so to speak, of that power. It's also bringing two kids in and out of their car seats into the grocery store and, you know, managing to put two kids down for a nap at the same time. I think it just is the initiation of the superpower that is motherhood. For me, it's more a mental superpower to push through things that are hard and challenging. And then it's, of course, also the, the, you know, physical aspect of it. But it's for me, it's more the mental aspect of, you know, just we can move mountains. Mm -hmm. And we talk way too little about that. Totally. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to the Foster Birth Story podcast, sharing your birth and your thoughts. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being here and, and sharing my story and and reliving all of the um, all the moments <laughs> and reliving the contractions but not having to feel them. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank yeah. you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Wasa Holstein, and thank you, dear Julie, for sharing your birth story with us. Like in Julie's case, the concern for many women that already are moms is directed towards the existing child or children. To feel as calm and relaxed as you can, it's a good idea to make arrangements for who is going to be with your child or children while you go into labor. Here some women feel calmer having a plan A, B and C to cover all different scenarios, like in Julie's case. Also think about if you want your child or children around you when you have contractions or if you think you want to be left alone to be able to fully concentrate on bringing this new child into the world. This also applies to you when you're planning for a home birth. What you want is the only thing that counts. Follow your gut feeling and make plans and make sure that you can change your mind along the way. For some women it's a blessing to have the older child or children around her during birth and for others truly disturbing. If you have enjoyed this episode and want to know more about me and the Positive Birth Story podcast, check out thepositivebirthstorypodcast.com. Thank you from the bottom of my uterus for listening and bye for now. Mm-hmm.